everybody, it's Corey Mosley, and this is the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast, strategy, testimony, and real talk for all things entrepreneurship. And it starts right now. Hello, 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 hello. You know how it goes. Welcome to another edition of Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Mosley. As always, this is the place where you come, where you want to hear from entrepreneurs. You want to hear some of their challenges, their successes, their triumphs, their stories, and their advice on how you can, whether start your business, grow your business, or right now in our current climate, fix your business. And I have to tell you, we've got another exciting show today because we're really getting into some information I think is going to be super valuable when we talk about the topic of marketing and opportunities that are out there and mindset. Because if I said to you these three words, what do you start to think? Amazon, chat box, bots, I should say, chat bots, and money right? Those are three things we probably like. Most of us probably have been living off of Amazon. Chatbots, you might not even be familiar with right now. So we're going to talk about that. But that third one, oh boy, I can't imagine I've got a listener out there that's not interested in money. And I've got a great guest who has perfected some stuff on Amazon, is doing some great stuff in the chatbot world with over 20,000 subscribers and growing. It's probably it's probably even bigger than that since since we you know got his bio uh, and he's making money doing it. More importantly, he's building a business his way. And the guest I'm talking about is Doug Levin. Doug was a professional drummer living in Chicago. So for all of you out there that that had your music dreams, he was following his music dreams. And for about ten years, he was doing that before he started to sell on you guessed it, Amazon in his spare time. So great shout out to anybody thinking about a side hustle, right? His spare time. He started this in 2014. And from that point, he went on to wholesale, private label, and do all these type of scenarios where he got enough money coming in that eventually he was able even to bring his wife in. And that will be a whole nother episode, working with your spouse. Uh, stay Stay tuned for that podcast. But his wife was able to come work for the company full time. And Ultimately, in preparation for the launch of his first brand, Doug started to become obsessed. Love the word obsessed when you think of entrepreneurship. Obsessed with chatbots and uh, Messenger and built himself a list of over 20,000 subscribers, which he was then able to translate. This is the thing I love because it's great to have likes and followers, but he was able to convert that into 20K in monthly sales within his first 90 days of launch. I know there's a lot of people out there that would like to get their hands on that information. Um, It helped him start his business, his brand, and ultimately start to do other things besides the reliance on Amazon. As much as we think about the power of Amazon, uh, just like people talk about Facebook, at the end of the day, they truly own that audience. So how you can cultivate and grow from there is going to be important. And we're going to talk about that today. Today, Doug lives in the Illinois suburbs with his wife and two stepsons. Doug, thank you for joining the show today. Oh, uh, thank you so much for uh, for having me on, Corey. I'm really, uh, really looking forward to it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because I have to tell you, I mean, I, I talk to just in our own prospecting for our, our program, you know, I'm talking to 12 to 20 entrepreneurs or business owners that are in various stages, whether they're, you know, trying to start up or they're already, they're in a little trouble and they, you know, people come to me to try to help them turn around their business. But it's always this conversation about, right, marketing is marketing, branding, those types of things. And then also looking for outlets and I think what a lot of people depend on or is there is they're looking for this silver bullet. They're looking for, you know, what can I, you know, create from scratch or what's my Shark Tank billion dollar idea? And a lot of times <laughs> there are things you could be doing in places like Amazon and those services where just being savvy in techniques on wholesaling, reselling, taking someone else's product are ways to start to drive your own business. So, Doug, tell us a little bit about that transition and how you kind of even got involved in Amazon and how did that all start for you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it wasn't anything that I even thought I was going to do. It just kind of happened. So, yeah, as you had referenced before, um, I was a professional drummer. Um, I think it was 2003 until okay. a few years ago. Um, that's all I did. That's the only job I ever really had. Um, now, now, and, now, let me ask you, when, when you say that, like professional drummer, is that mm-hmm. like you're working you're, you're working gigs at the local bar or you're like on tour with a big band? What, what does that actually mean when people say professional drummer? Yeah, I was never really that huge. Um, okay. Really, um, uh, yeah, I, I would have uh, gigs at bars. Um, I had like cover band type stuff where like they would pay the bills. So like I was in something called like live band karaoke where it's basically a cover band and like the audience comes up and sings. So we would yep. do like corporate gigs. Like we play a bunch of colleges, we play festivals. Okay. Um, we'd have weekly get we, uh, weekly gigs at bars, like all those kinds of things. So like, yeah, that was my life. Um, uh, I would do that. I'd be in original bands. I did some musicals where I was on tour. I did okay. some session work, like where I would be like a, a, a drummer for hire, basically in like the recording studio. So right. like that, that's pretty much all I did. Like, okay. uh, and I, I never, never had a real job. I think like I, I was in college and then I pretty much was a broke ass musician, um, <laughs> uh, going around from, from gig to gig for the next, 10, 15 years or so. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So now, so now transition to this, uh, I'm doing air quotes, this Amazon thing. Tell us about how that came to be. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so since that's, that's all I was doing at that at the time, um, I also did have good credit though. Um, yeah. so it was one of the things that was kind of burned into me from my parents. Um, so, mm. um, because of that, I was, uh, um, obsessed with like the miles and points world. Um, so yeah it's kind of like this world where if you have good credit, you can take advantage of it and get like free trips out of it. Um, cash back, that guy made, like a, that. made, made, a, made a bunch of dollars. The points guy.com, that guy, oh, you yeah. know, who, who oh, started yeah. that. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. made a big business out of, out of that, you know, and, and what Doug's talking about also uh, is, is, you know, okay, great. American airlines will give you a hundred thousand points. If you sign up for their card, so you go do that, get your status. And then you find out Amex will give you two million. They'll match your status from somewhere else. And like, that's what you're talking about. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, okay. it, it, it was how like, um, uh, at the time she was my girlfriend. Um, so my, my now wife, like, and, and two steps and we would go, 
like I remember the first trip I ever went on where like we were in business class and we went to Scotland and Ireland and there's no way in the world I would have been, been able to support, uh, to pay for that. It was like 20 grand, but because right. of the miles and points thing, um, we were able to get it, uh, with just miles. Um, okay. so I was, I was obsessed with that world. Um, like I was following like those, like you were talking about the points guy and yep. like all those different kind of, uh, like travel bloggers. And they ended up talking about basically getting free points by selling some stuff on Amazon. So mm-hmm. that was kind of the, that, that along with a buddy of mine, um, he's like one of my best friends who kept talking about it. Like, but he was really worried about it saying, well, yeah, I, I have some buddies who were like doing well with selling this on Amazon thing, but what happens if he gets suspended? What happens if this happens? What happens if that thing happens? So like he was kind of the right. worry ish kind of a thing where like, I, I didn't think he was ever really going to do it. Um, but then he was talking about it and then I saw the bloggers talking about it. And I'm like, all right, yeah. Um, uh, I got some stuff yeah, that's sitting it. in my closet. I'll start to do it. And, and like, I didn't know the first thing about what I was doing. I, I am not a business person. I didn't know the first thing about how to run a business, any mm. of that stuff. Like no one in my family has a business background. So like I was coming at it from like step one, like, like, a as I like to say, like a dumbass musician, um, right. uh, that didn't know the first thing about it. And I just kind of would take some stuff where like, all right, um, let me sell it on Amazon. And uh, it was called merchant fulfilled where like you, anytime an order comes in, you have to ship it to the customer. Um, okay. so I would take some stuff that I had like basically like electronics that I somehow got that, that, um, were just sitting around and were never opened and they were like new just sitting in my closet. I would say, all right, well, let's try those. Let's like stuff that's sitting around your house mm. basically. Yeah. And, uh, I would go through that process, like listed on Amazon and I'd see every once in a while, Hey, someone bought it. Well, this is really cool. And then I would <laughs> go through that process of like going to the post office, which is like a five minute drive away. Right. And I didn't have any shipping supplies. I didn't know how much it was going to cost to ship. I didn't know any of that stuff. So, I probably like if I was buying it, I would I would have lost money because like I was probably spending more money on shipping than I did in terms of making money off of this. But, so, um, it, so so it was, so I think there's an yeah. interesting. So before you go, I want I want to say because I I like to pull lessons out of people's story for our audience, mm-hmm. and I think one of the things that you said in, in it in its humor, right? And I'm sure looking back now, it, you you mm-hmm. know, you might even like you know that really was crazy of me, but. I think one of those lessons to pull out is there's a lot of people sitting around going, you know what? I don't, um, I want to do something or I want to get into business or I want to get something going. And I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't know that I know anything or I don't, you know, I don't have a business background or my family, you were just pointing around like my family doesn't have a business background or, you know, and I could never, maybe I, maybe I can't give it a shot or I can't make it happen. Right. But you can certainly, that should not be a reason to to not engage or not go for something. Now you don't want to be like we don't want to pitch emulation <laughs> of Doug's story per se, right? But sometimes the the not knowing is what actually helps you go get things done because then you're not paralyzed through analysis or you know mm-hmm. is this right or is this perfect, right? Oh, oh yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. All right. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. But I wanted to point that out. I think it's a good lesson. Oh, yeah. No, no. I mean, what, what you're saying, I mean, it, it's, it's the one thing that I, I guess I, I never really had the issue of like the getting ready to get ready kind of a thing, but I know mm. everyone, like oh, there's tons of people that had that kind of issue. I, I think it's as I've 
gotten more and more into my business. It's helped me out more and more. It's like, all right, I don't know how to do this next level thing. Um, like as right. my, as I'm actually starting to make money, but, um, that's not going to stop me. Like it, right. it's the more, the more and more you're in business, you realize that that's kind of the game is that what we're doing in general is something we've never done before. Mm. And like, I do that every day. Like, like we're, I don't know what I'm doing like, or, or whatever it is, or yeah, you, you try and find ways to cut that learning curve and, and learn from people that have done it before you that have done it well and model what they've done. Right but you've never done it. So it's right. always new to you. And if you go in with that mindset, well, I haven't done it before. So I I'll wait until I figure this out and I figure this out and figure this out. I mean, it's never going to start like, yes, you don't want to make stupid decisions that are going to cost you millions of dollars. Right. Um, so you, you want to mitigate the risk, but if you wait until everything aligns perfectly, it's never going to happen. Right. Um, so yeah. Right. So yeah, I would say definitely like, like, like don't don't let something stop you. I mean, um, I, I'd say like that's honestly one of my biggest. Like, like I, I've always looked at it like I I really don't know what I'm doing and I'm just a dumbass musician. But I think right. that's honestly the best thing that I've got going for me is that I don't care. I don't know the first thing about business, and that's in in a, in a lot of ways my biggest benefit. It's not mm. stopping me now because I'm I'm not in a position where even now today where it's like, all right, um, well, I should be doing this now because I need to play it safe because of this, because I've got this and this. It's, well, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I, st like, I still, in a lot of ways, don't think I know what I'm doing <laughs> even after doing this for six years. And so that means I'm going to keep pushing forward to figure something out. Right now, I would assume, though, you would say you are investing in the business, though, right? You're not just... Oh, yeah. You're not saying I'm here and I'm, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm making some money by luck. Right. Because you're right, probably just right. being humble about it too. You've obviously learned a variety of lessons in six years, you know, to bring mm -hmm. you to, to this point. Cause obviously I'm, you're still not losing money on Amazon right, or losing right. money on, on shipping and things of that nature. Right. So, right. Um, yeah. So it's like, it's anything, a, so you learn and you grow from it and hopefully yes. you take those lessons and you, you use them so that you can keep learning and keep growing. So um, I, I think there were some books I read where they talk about the idea that there's always going to be problems out there. There's always going to be other things that happen. It's just like, it's a different level of problems as you, right. as you are more successful, whatever that means to you. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, like, like now I know like, all right, what does profitability mean? And what do I need to make sure that like when I'm accounting for shipping costs and I'm accounting for my next order and I'm accounting for, for forecasting um, uh, stock levels and all those other kinds of things that you do when you've been doing it a while. But now that also means that I got to figure out my next product that I'm going to do. And there's always, there's always going to be no, new problems that arise that you're not sure of, but now it's like a, another level of that. Um, like right. as, you, as you progress. So I want to capitalize on something that you said before we start talking chat bots and stuff is um, something I often talk about is, is you, you use the word, you know, what, what does it mean to you, right? What does success mean to you? There's so much pressure to, you know, have a big office with a lot of employees and go after all of this when sometimes the simplicity of the lifestyle, right, is 
the ability to have your spouse come work full time in the business so you can Mm -hmm. spend more time, better plan your family in lieu of, you know, somebody's flying out the door. I mean, nobody's flying out the door right now, but uh, I mean, some people are back in their office, but as opposed to, you, you know, two people going in their own directions every morning and converging in the evening to see each other again. Right. So sometimes, you know, there's business owners and entrepreneurs who will just say to me, you know, Corey, listen, I'd love to have this million dollar business and all of this stuff. That's fantastic. But guess what? I make X amount of dollars right now. If I could get out of that grind, because I'm not fulfilled, I'm not happy, I'm dealing with bosses, I'm dealing with politics that really isn't my thing. If I could just replace my income, which whatever it is, if I could replace my income and just work on my own terms, right, then that is a win for me. And I, you, you know, when you think about your perspective, right, you weren't coming from a Fortune 500 company where you were making all this money and you left to go start this business. It, it was almost, I, it, what it sounds like when I hear it, it was almost like I was already used to volatility. This volatility just paid better, right? Pretty much, yeah. 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 Like, like I'm, I was making 18 grand a year as a musician. So, like, that's all I ever knew. So. Right. Right, right, and and you still and how about that? And you still had a girl. Did your now wife was she your girlfriend while you were a musician, or after you had transitioned to doing some other stuff? No, she was she was a, as a musician. Um, she, she stuck with you the whole time. So that now that's love right there, uh, Doug. <laughs> yeah, I, I I have no idea why, she, why she's with me, but I'm obviously very happy. That she is. <laughs> so okay, Amazon. You you start to get that clicking a little bit. Talk to so so. Talk to me about this chatbot. Define it for everybody. Uh, messenger like Facebook Messenger is a chatbot, but give everybody your perspective on that and kind of how did how did you fall into that and how did it end up impacting your business? Yeah. So um, so chatbots. I, I'm I'm always trying to think of like the best way to describe it, but basically, if you it it first incorporates the way I think of it with Facebook and Facebook Messenger, but it's also on other people's websites a lot of times where right. it's like an automated conversation that's going on between a, either a customer or a prospect and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, 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 a, and some type of automation. Um, so there's a lot of different types of chatbots out there. Um, but it's, that's all it is in, in general. It's, it's a, it's a, a quick way that you don't have to have a conversation with somebody and hopefully be able to answer their question and give them great customer service. And there's all these other amazing things that can come about from it. But in essence, it like on a, a very high level, that's all it is that like, it's an automated conversation. Um, and, and I, I, in terms of like how, how I came about was, um, so as I was doing Amazon, I started with, with arbitrage after like where I was selling my own stuff that I found around, around the house. And then I, um, after arbitrage, I, I started going into wholesale which is where you're an authorized seller of other brands products on, um, usually on Amazon. So okay. like, um, I, I would, I give the example all the time, like say if I was say Nike and you would never get authorized by Nike to sell their stuff, but say I would go to Nike and say, Hey, I want to sell your stuff on Amazon. They would say, all right, cool. Um, and then they would get some information from us and then we would place bulk orders of however many units of, Mm. some of their products and then ship them to Amazon where Amazon would avoid, uh, sell the product and we would get money and hopefully make a profit. Um, so right. I did wholesale for, for a while. And then like all business models, there are pluses and minuses to it. And, um, I was getting a little nervous on some of the minuses. 
So I started to look at private label, um, which is where like you create your own brand and your own set of products. And, okay. um, and we, we started coming up with an idea and that took a lot longer than I thought it would because it was our first product and our first brand. Mm. And because of that, I like at the time it was terrible because like I wanted to get going and I was like, all right, um, let's go, let's go. And, um, at, but in retrospect, it was, it was the best thing that could happen to me because it helped me in terms of giving me enough time to really obsess about marketing and obsess mm. about what chatbots were. Um, because I had started to hear about chatbots everywhere. This is probably what, a couple of years ago or so at this point, okay. but, um, I never really did much with it. So because I couldn't do anything with my private label product, um, and I kept waiting for it, um, I dove into chatbots and like, all right, how can I use some of this marketing that I'm starting to understand and put it in chatbots? Because like we're email, like they always talk about it. Like, Oh, you're, if you're, do, if you got like 20% open rates, you're doing really good. Right. Um, with chatbots, it was like 80, 90% open rates and like mm. insane like rates. So, so you're so getting, let me, so, so let me ask you, so I, I want to paint the picture. How, how was somebody, how was somebody use a chatbot right now in their business? And is it work better with other, other businesses than, you know, one, one industry versus another, or how, how does somebody, you know, put, make that a factor in their, in their sales operation? Yeah. So there's, there's uh, so many different ways to do, to do it. I, um, I said I'm in e-commerce, so I think it works great with e-commerce. Um, I okay. think in general, you could probably use it in most uh, different verticals. One of the things that I always promote whenever I'm talking about like, like basically building a brand in general is ways to differentiate your product. And the easiest ways to do that are having great customer service. Um, it's why Amazon has gotten to the level that they have. And mm. what chatbots allow you to do is have great customer service. Like I, I, anytime I'm talking to anybody about chatbots, I always say like, this takes you five minutes to set up. If you were to start with say ManyChat or any of the different platforms that you can set up chatbots through, you want to set up something where anytime, like if you have a brand, you have like an e-commerce brand that's selling on either your own website or wherever it is that you're selling, it can take you five minutes to set up a simple chatbot where you're going to get notified whenever somebody um, one of your customers or prospects or someone reaches out with a question because like m at this point, most customers are, are very much in the, I want it now. Like yeah. I don't have any attention span. Yeah. I need like a seven second attention span now. So if they don't get an answer quickly, they're going to be pissed. Um, so just by doing this, you're going to get notified immediately when something happens, you could outsource it to like a virtual assistant or somebody else or any of that kind of stuff where you're not even handling it, mm. but they're getting taken care of at say three in the morning, five in the morning, whatever it is. And right. you're starting to build that relationship with that potential customer. And now that like you're giving them great customer service when most of your competition probably isn't. Um, so I would say, like, that's one of the quick things I would say just to start. Let me ask you this. What's the difference between a chat bot? Like you mentioned the company mini chat, which I'm familiar with, but what's the difference between a chat bot and like chat? <laughs> like when people think about regular quote unquote, regular chat, like, you know, a live person or an, an Ozar Olark or something like that. Yeah. So, so live chat, um, there are people that do both. So when I think of live chat, I think like you're a lot of times when I'll see it, I'll see someone who's like in, another country who's getting paid a few bucks an hour or whatever it is where 
I think Zendesk is one of the ones I keep hearing about a lot where okay. um, they're handling like basically support questions. Um, yeah. Chat bots themselves are kind of like, an, they're more automated. Where That's it's the like AI you piece. Can, yeah, there, there are some that will do AI, but uh, it's more like a, uh, for many chat and things like that, it's more of an if, if this and that. So, so it's, it's programmed to be whatever you want it to be. So um, uh, uh, that's where it can, in, in essence, be an extension of you. Um, right. So if there's, if you were to identify, there's a lot of frequently asked questions that happen, and you're like, you know, they always ask this same question. Well, yeah. then you can set that up where okay, there's a keyword that comes up, and it triggers this automation where okay, um, they asked about when are office hours. And it's like, that gets, that gets asked all the time. All right. As soon as someone types in, what are office hours or what's your hours or any of that kind of stuff, it's automatically going to trigger this. And it, yeah. it, at that point, it's, it's, it's like a frequently asked question kind of thing where they're getting their question answered and you're not having to do anything. Um, so you know who it, does it, a real good job at that? Now that I'm thinking about it, Peloton. Peloton oh, is a, is mm-hmm. a great example because if you go to their site and you go to their chat, they're leading you because what you're referencing is logic trees and you talk mm-hmm. about if then sequences and like you're never getting anybody on the phone like you're going to have to answer all it, it's just walking you down is this sales related service related is this related to the treadmill or the bike is this related to accessories or is this related to clothing and then from there it's the next set it's the next set it's the next set and it's generating yep. those answers that's what you're talking about oh yeah uh, yeah definitely yeah. And, and the great thing about this too is that um, the more and more you get into it, the more detailed it's going to get, and you'll be able to give your customer a, an even better experience, right? Like, yeah. so as you as you get started, yeah, it's going to be a little more cumbersome, like to get to get going. But once you dial it in, you're like, if you already know, like your brand is is more established, you're like, hey, I already know that these fifty questions are the ones that get asked all the time. Then you're you're dialing it in from day one. And then as you do this more and more, like you, like obviously we're talking about in your example, like you'll start to see other stuff that comes up and other stuff and other stuff. And you keep dialing it in um, to the point where like you're saving yourself a ton of time here. So it's, it's giving you like two things. Obviously number one is time and number, uh, well, number two is also money because you're, you're, you're saving yourself um, having to pay for employees to do a lot of this stuff. And you're also giving your, your, what the biggest part is you're giving your customer a great experience. You're getting their questions answered. And if, if they have anything else, then you can also set it up where they can get a real person. If you still wanted to have a real person talk to them about certain mm. questions or any of that kind of stuff. But if they're just asking simple stuff, then they're going to be happy and they can go on their way and you don't ever have to deal with it. Yeah. Okay. So now how did this chatbot? how is, how is chatbots helped you? Because you also talk about, list building so is this just customer service or is this now a way to to build your list talk to us about that in the context of marketing and kind of how did it impact what you were doing with the amazon business yeah so so i mean customer service is a great part of it um what i ended up doing for me personally and i i honestly recommend this for other people too is um understanding your customer like it really Chatbots are amazing and I love everything about them and I geek out on them all the time. But <laughs> at the end of the day, they only work as much as you work. Like they're, they're, they're only going to do what you do. Um, so yeah. if your marketing sucks, then it's not going to work. Um, right. If you treat it like email where it's a one to many approach, it's not going to work. Um, so it is, it's, it's a combination of 
you understanding your customer, you understanding your value propositions, you understanding um, like power propositions, all those kinds of things, everything you, you can think of in terms of your customer. And then how okay. are you going to translate that if you were having a one-on-one conversation with your ideal prospect to get them to hopefully turn into a buyer? So whenever when I'm looking at chatbots, and this is how I did it when I started, and it's what I still do today, is I'll look at it from the from that perspective, and I'll go, all right, if I'm going to come up with say a lead magnet, or I'm going to do a giveaway, or whatever it is I'm going to do, where I'm going to get traffic to my ideal customer, then once I get them, like they're going to like whatever kind of bait I'm throwing out there, that's going to get them onto my messenger list, I'm going to immediately take advantage of that. And I'm going to start to give them value, um, okay. whether it's, it's, it's um, all right, here's some more content. Uh, what are some of your problems? Like, like you can segment them in, in chatbots. And that's what I always try and do is like, like um, yes, I want the sale, but I also want to give as much value as I can as well, because at the end of the day, they're going to buy from you if you can differentiate your brand from everybody else. And right. the way of doing that is, is having great customer service and giving them great value. Um, so I'll look at different pieces of content. I'll look at different pain points that they have that uh, different ways I can help solve them. Um, so if I've identified my ideal customer has three big problems that they have, and I already know a good way to help solve that problem, then I might take them through a chat bot and ask them questions to segment their issues. And mm. then from there I can dial it in and all this is automated obviously. So um, you're going through that process. And if I have a product at the end of that, where it solves their problem and I've identified that, okay, they're having a problem with A, B and C and my product is going to help them with that. Then I've identified like in, in I've already had a conversation with them. And now I've taken them through this entire process to the point that they're, I know that they're ready for this. I know that they have a pain that this can solve. Um, like mm. all of these other parts of it where now I can follow up with them, whether it's through that automated process or potentially follow-ups afterwards where I can now get them to hopefully buy. And even if they don't buy, I can do follow-ups where I can give them more content and like all of these other things where you don't ever treat it like it's a one-off sale. You're in it for the long haul, like those kinds of things. So like those right. are some of the ways I did it when I got started and I still do, still do it to this day to kind of build your, like your, your raving fan base. If you had to put a percentage, what would you say was con- like, man, when we, I got this Amazon thing going because this obviously became a six-figure business for you. And I got this Amazon thing going. But then when I found chatbots, when I started looking at this type of marketing, it did X, Y, Z, right? It, mm-hmm. you know, how much percentage? Like our business went up 40% when I started to use this type of marketing to build my list yeah. and handle customer service. How would you kind of, what what impact would you, you know, say that it had? Yeah, I, I mean... I don't know the exact number, but first thought is probably like 60 to 70% was like, like oh, wow. kind of jump. Yeah. It was, okay. it was, it was huge for us in terms of um, like our jump. And I would say it was, it was a, it was our first product. It was our first brand on the private label side, but yeah, it was, it was a huge part of what we did. And, and, and like I said, it's still a huge part of what we do to this day. Um, just in terms of, like I was saying, like, I don't, I don't like, like I have this conversation with people all the time. They're basically like, well, um, chatbots are like the flash in the pan. They're, they're, mm. they're not, they're not going to work or, uh, any of those kinds of things. I, I don't recommend chatbots being the only thing you do. 
Um, but I use chatbots as a way to also come up with like, like, like what's great about, like we use many chat, but, um, uh, I use it to also acquire emails to acquire their SMS information. Mm. Um, if I've got Facebook groups to like get them into a Facebook group, like, like it's a way to get them. So your brand is omnipresent and now you can use chatbots for that conversation. So you can, cause if you're going through email, you send out one blast to everybody. And if you want to actually have a more of a conversation with them, you have to either get them on a phone or you have to spend, send like five or 10 messages on a reply and hope right, that they get right. back. But with, with chatbots, I mean, you can have that entire conversation in like a minute or two. Um, and yeah. it's all automated and you can take them through a, 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 like that entire process to get them to buy and, and all the other things that go with it. So like for that reason, I love it. So that it's where like, like obviously like there's always going to be changes that happen. People were griping in March when the changes happened and last year because right. Right. Um, uh, like it, it's, it's always going to change. Every platform is going to change, but I still love it. And I still think it can be an amazing platform for so many people as long as you use it correctly. So, so fast forward to where we are now in this kind of, 2020 2021 environment where where's the what's the what's the business structure today right now um so we we like like for our business specifically yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah um yeah so we still do a lot with chatbots we we have done a lot more with email um as well like because we're as i was saying like we use messenger as a way to get as many different ways to talk to the customers as, as we can um okay. so so the, yeah there's still a lot with email um and i'm not ever going to give that up we honestly still need to do a lot more with SMS. That's not an area that like there's, there's parts that I'm lagging behind on and that's one of them. I need to get going with SMS. Um, we do a lot with Facebook groups as well. Um, we sell on our own website. Um, we sell on a few different other channels and and we still sell on Amazon as well. Um, so okay. I'm not going to say anything bad about Amazon. It's still a lot of what we do, but the reason in general, why we started like our own brand and, and the different products that we sell and everything else that goes on with it is because Amazon is amazing. And I, and I, and I think it's an amazing way to get started. And I think it's an amazing, an amazing way to still make a lot of money. Um, yeah. but I think the worry is that it's Amazon's, um, uh, so was it Amazon's playground? So they right. it's their ball and their want. bat, as they say, right? Yeah. 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 So <laughs> if they wanted to, they could turn you off anytime they want to. There's always, right. Like, like, uh, I, I hear the term, like, you got to kiss the ring. If something happens, like you're, <laughs> right. you're, you're like, kind of like going back to them, uh, tail between your legs. If something happens, we're like, all right, I'm so sorry. I have a, this plan of action. You're at their mercy. You're at their mercy. So yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. With, by building a list and by yeah, like, I still, I'll still drive traffic from like my mm-hmm, own mm-hmm. list to Amazon. If I want to, do a launch or whatever it is, but I can, I can go to my website. I can go to Walmart. I can go to Google. I can go wherever um, right. at that point. And it's not on, on me to just be completely reliant on Amazon for everything I do at that point. Well, and that's the conversation I often have. Like I don't have a Facebook group and I have friends who have Facebook groups and 20,000 members, 18,000 members. And it just never interested me, you know, uh, to, to use that as the platform, you know, in terms of how we communicate, you know, with our fearless entrepreneurship members and kind of, you know, we have our own system on how, but, but it's your point, right? We, we own that real estate. If Facebook tomorrow was like, we're canceling your group, then that's going to create a lot of, you know, obviously hysteria, but it's going to create a lot of problems. And also in those groups, there's no 
actual identity to I don't necessarily have the sale the data I want to make sales. You so you talked about SMS. So like I don't organically or natively in a Facebook group acquire cell phone numbers and email addresses, right? I can go to a profile and see what they make available public, but I've got 10,000 people. I can't do that. So versus bringing them into my ecosystem. So I think that a lot of people uh, like to get your opinions. I think a lot of people uh, get caught up in the freeness of these things, right? Facebook is essentially free. It's free to start a group. It's free to start to build your community. It's free to to do a lot of these things. So people turn to them as solutions. But when you really are trying to because you want to you want to break your heart, go put 5,000 people in your Facebook group and then start marketing something and have the algorithm not put it in front of the group, not show up, mm-hmm. people not look at it because they're inundated with 82 other million products versus mm-hmm. I want to drop a text message right now to 3,000 people. I can, that that's going right right to that phone. My open rate's mm-hmm. going to be insane now. Someone may not open it right away, depending on what they're doing with their phone. But rest assured, it's going to sit right there in their face until they do it. So, Doug, if you had to think about this six-year journey, right, where you kind of came out, you're learning these lessons. Now you, you you're continuing to grow the business. What were, what are some things that pop out to you? Lessons in this last six years because you've hit that hump. You know, there's that five-year rule that people, you know, uh, the 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 rates of businesses not surviving past the first it's kind of like the first year the third year the fifth year and then after the fifth year you know there there's supposed to be some comfort of safety now maybe not in the covid environment but there's supposed right. to be this comfort of safety to to being in that in that sweet spot almost like marriage right where they coin the mm-hmm. the seven year itch like if you can make it past that <laughs> itch supposedly you're supposed to have another good run of years what would you say are are some some lessons that you had to look back not knowing anything about business still being still not calling yourself or i i i did an interview uh with a guy no he says he says i'm basically a gig economy worker right he's like i'm a glor- i'm an overpaid i'm a high priced gig economy worker i'm you know <laughs> so i don't even call myself an entrepreneur so when you think about your business model what are some of those lessons that you would if you had to drill them down to bullet points what would you say to to, to someone listening to this that maybe is considering this kind of e-commerce digital business or or they've been struggling you know with with their business anyway what are some lessons you might share with them um so there's actually a few lessons that i've actually taken probably in the last year or so that have have been a huge thing for me is um first thing is is mindset um has been my biggest lesson overall like um part of it i think is because i didn't have a business background but it's honestly something that i've had my entire life is like a negative mindset it was it was only recently that I've even kind of dealt with that. Like, um, I think honestly, my business would have been in a much better position a lot quicker if I had the right mindset. Like, I I would mm. always dwell on whenever the the bad things happen in my business, and they're going to. I mean, you're never going to have a perfect business. There's like like as we're we're talking about earlier. I mean, there's there's things you don't know, and there's right. going to be setbacks. Like. We're, we're doing things that we were trying to figure out all the time. That, that's the fun of this and the struggle of this is that you're trying to figure this all out. So when it's that, fun when you're making oh, money. It's fun, it's fun yeah. when you can pay your bills <laughs> and you're making money, right? When you're not sure. making money yet, it's the worst thing. It, it, Elon oh, yeah. Musk says being an entrepreneur is like walking on glass, staring into the abyss. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and honestly, I've, I've got his book on my reading list. I'm probably going to read uh-huh. it too, and I keep hearing how okay. amazing it is. I really want to read it. But um, yeah, definitely, I, I'd say like that was the big thing. Like, I mean, we would have times like there was one one point uh, when I was doing wholesale where like it got so bad that I was not working, and I was um, mm. basically like I was I was like during the day I was supposed to be working, and I was. Um, making excuses not to do the work and laying in bed and curling up and, and just feeling sorry for myself and feeling like, there, like there's no way out of this. I'm screwed. And that was my mindset a lot whenever something bad would happen. I mean, it wasn't to that extent all the time, but it's part of the deal with this is that you know, you're going to, you're going to have issues and you have to understand that, uh, all right, I have to look at it from another perspective. I have to figure out another, like another solution, like, like, and it may not work and that's okay. Uh, so as right. long as you're not out thousands and thousands of dollars on something, then you can figure out another way to do something. Like, like, um, one of my mentors keeps saying like, iterate, uh, like he uses the word iterate all the time. And mm-hmm. I think it's the most I've ever heard it. And he's like, like, that's what this is. You keep iterating and then eventually you find a way. Um, yeah. so I would say like, that was the, the big thing that honestly in the last, couple of years has been a big thing for me. Um, another thing I really wish I would have um, taken the time to read more. Um, mm. uh, be, like that's only something I've done in the last year where like, um, like I, I would go through things and I probably, uh, I'm pretty sure like if I would have just learned from the greats and, and um, gone through in terms of my mindset and in terms of like, self-help in terms of business books. maybe you, you should have joined uh fearless entrepreneurship society well it wasn't available back then but uh <laughs> but, but but something like that is i think what you're saying to our audience yeah. that they need to be a oh, member yeah. of a, a organization like ours oh definitely definitely i would say that um and it, but it's it's a big part of like like if you can learn from um, what Elon Musk has done before and what Jeff Bezos has done before and what Warren Buffett has done before, that's going to help you. So you're not going to make those 5,000 mistakes as you're getting going here. Um, I mean, I, I made so many mistakes that I probably could have been easily avoided um, <laughs> as I was getting going with this. Um, and it's right. only recently that I've, I've, I've made that a priority in my life. And it, and honestly, in the, it, it's, it's done a huge amount of good for me in, in this last year, just from, taking time to read 50 books now uh, a year yeah. kind of a thing. So, yeah. um, like those are, there's a lot more, but I'd say like, those are the two things that always stand out to me in terms of like, that can have a huge impact in both your personal life and your business life. Um, in terms of like preparing yourself for the best uh, success. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. If I was going to get started with Amazon or get started with Amazon and marketing, what would you, what would you tell me to do? Well, on the Amazon side, I always say like, regardless of where you want to start, or I say regardless of where you want to go, um, like there's so many different ways to make money on Amazon. Um, uh, you can do arbitrage, you can do wholesale, you can do private label. Um, there's people that will do something called print on demand. Um, uh, what is arbitrage like- for people that don't know? You use that word. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Just for people that may not know what you're saying when you say that. Yeah, yeah. So arbitrage is where you're going to go and buy, go to like a big box store, like a Walmart, a Target, uh, an Office Max, any of those kind of places, and you will buy it, hopefully cheaper, um, uh, and and resell it on Amazon at, um, for, at a higher price and ma- and uh, make the difference, right? So mm. if you can go to Walmart and buy. Um, since I was talking about Nikes before, let's say, and I read shoe dog. So, uh, let's say I, I, I found a pair of Nike shoes. 
um, at Walmart uh, for 50 bucks. And I'm going to go on, on sell it on Amazon for 200 bucks. And then mm-hmm. after Amazon fees, I ended up making, I don't know, a hundred bucks. Um, so now I've made a hundred dollars after. Spending I mean, is that realistic though? Is that, is that, I mean, is that scenario just, is that a realistic scenario or is it more like I, if I'm, I catch a, I catch a buy one, get one free type deal. Mm-hmm. I stock up and now, you know, I'm really, what I'm really making on a $20 item, I'm selling it for 30 and I'm making $10, but I've got, you know, a hundred of them that I bought. Like, is that more realistic than the big score? I, I think it, it like I will I will admit it's been years since I've done arbitrage, but I okay. think it does vary depending on your model. Um, gotcha. There's like I I I do not really I I try to do some shoes and clothing when I when I was on doing arbitrage, but I never really had the best success with it. Um, I would right. do what's called like Amazon flips, where you would buy stuff on Amazon and sell it on Amazon. Um, <laughs> but um, there are definitely some people that end up getting about a hundred percent ROI. I, I do know like quite a few people do, do that do that. There are some people that will go down to like say a thirty like a thirty or forty percent um, uh, in terms of their ROI. So like every person is going to be different in terms of where they uh, want their business to to be. So uh, obviously with those with each one, you have to understand that there are pluses and minuses to each. Um, right. I mean, if you only want to get a hundred percent ROI, then that means you're probably going to be trying to nail it down better and spending less money, but you're going you're going to also make more money just in terms of like your, your profitability um, versus you're kind of like trying to, to burn it like what turn and burn more. If your ROI is, is, is less um, hopefully, but hopefully your, your sales are increased to the point that you're making more money. Um, so there, there's pluses and minuses to each. I'm not going to tell you which is better. Um, uh, but, but I, that, that's how arbitrage though works is that you try and find something um, in essence cheaper and uh, and like usually the Amazon fees are between I want to say like eight and fifteen percent, and then you got to deal with shipping costs, you got to deal with prep costs. Some models have you have to deal with returns, like a lot of clothing and shoes um, right. are going to have a higher return rate. Um, so you got to figure out like, all right, well, well, if someone returns my pair of Nike shoes that I that I shipped in, um, uh, well, what am I going to do with that? Um, I, I am I going to try and return? And these are all the things you were. These are all the things you were learning the hard way. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Right, you, you like, to, uh, yeah, you had to learn them as they were happening, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I sold a lot of toys when I was doing arbitrage, so uh, um, Christmas time was always fun for my nieces and nephews, right? Because they're like, "Oh, here's this Lego that I can't—that's the return, or that is uh, is damaged, so I can't sell on Amazon." So here you go, everyone gets Legos. <laughs> well, well, what's your money maker now? What are you what What are you actively doing in the business now? Now that you've moved, you you've moved through kind of the early phase of how you can get started and how you can grow. So what are, what's the money makers that are driving your business right now? Yeah. So, so now, um, uh, we haven't really been doing arbitrage or, and we, we haven't really, we've been doing wholesale either. So it's all private label for us. Um, okay. we have, um, we have, uh, so like the brands and, um, yeah, that, that's been the big one. And then I was like, um, as I've been doing this more and more, um, like obviously six years and, and a lot of my struggles that I've dealt with. And, mm. uh, these are only some of the ones that I talked about today. There's, there's many, um, that I've had. Um, uh, I, I, I started to do a little more coaching as well. We're like, that's a, a huge part of the business now. So it's, it's pretty much those two things, like our brands and, um, and the coaching where like, I'm trying to so help Is that the morning marketing machine? Is that what, yeah. is that what this yeah, is about? Uh, What's that yeah, about? Tell me, tell me about that. 
What's that brand um, about? So, so it started because, um, um, like, like everybody else, I mean, like, like, um, I, I'm, I'm in a bunch of different Facebook groups and a, a bunch of different communities. Like I'd have masterminds. I'd have all those kinds of things where you're like, it, it's how you can be successful. It's how you can learn from other people that are better than you where, um, uh, I would be in all these different groups and, um, then I, I, we would all have some of the same struggles and I would finally start to get some success. Like when I would have like our chat bot, like you were talking about we, when that would start to lead us to, to do pretty well on Amazon and our own website. Yeah. And we would build up our list, all those other things that were happening. And, um, I would have other people in my masterminds where like their buddies, their friends, and, and they're selling on Amazon too. And they're like, well, what are you doing? How are you doing this? Because I'm, i I'm sick of all of the struggles that, that Douglas has had. Um, uh, I don't want them either. Um, mm. or what can be done to, to, to help with that? So then that's kind of where this kind of came out from, came about from. Gotcha. And that's where we're like, all right, um, well, let me hop on a call. Let me hop on in messenger, um, whatever it was. And, and from there we'll be like, okay, well, like, um, my wife would talk about it and say like, well, you, you, or you probably bought like, like what five figures, I don't know if six figures maybe worth of courses at this point. Like, what, um, you know, as much as these people do, um, right. why not try and do something, um, to help people out too. So like, like she was giving me uh, encouragement on it. Um, other people were kept asking me questions about it. So I was like, all right, um, I can try and uh, come up with like, like you were talking about the YouTube channel and, and things like that, where I can give them a lot of, uh, some of the questions that people have, like, here's how you do this. Here's how you set up a chatbot. Here's how you find out your ideal customer here. Like, like these kinds of things that like everyone has questions on as they're trying to understand marketing and building a brand and, and all of these other things. And it kind of went from there into what it's been. So it's, it's still new, okay. but I mean, that's, that's kind of what it, it, it turned into. All right, so we'll come to the part of the show where I'm going to ask you not only some rapid fire questions, but what first question in our in our segment is craziest entrepreneurship moment. Is there something something you can think about in the last six years that you just maybe you look back on, or it could have happened last week? I don't know. That was just a crazy <laughs> moment where you where you simply said, "Man, that was crazy." <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anything happened to you in the business? There was crazy and not crazy. It was crazy bad, but it was crazy. Okay. It was, um, that could be good. It doesn't um, have to be. All stories aren't good, as you know, right? So, <laughs> so you, yeah, you, it's yeah. whatever you wanted to be. Yeah, this was um um our, when I went when I started doing wholesale, and it was um our first um shipment. Like I was um I was super excited because I got my first exclusive. So like we're the only person who's authorized to sell this brand's products. And, okay. um, we, we set up our first shipment to go into to Amazon and it was, uh, a, like a, a few pallets of energy drinks and, um, uh, it was winter and we're in the Midwest. Um, so it was cold and it was snowing and all the other kind of things that happened. And, um, we, uh, sent in this shipment and I'm all super excited. Like I placed a $20,000 order, um, with the supplier for like the, with the brand. And, um, we're getting those energy drinks ready to go and they get shipped into Amazon. And, um, all of a sudden I get like an email from Amazon saying, Oh, um, we're not accepting your shipment. And Oh, by the way, your entire shipment is cracked. And Oh yeah, by the way, um, we're not, um, you're going to have to pay us like uh, a few thousand dollars to even get that shipment back. So, um, so thanks. Goodbye. So that was, um, (laughs) 
that would qualify as a crazy entrepreneurship moment. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so that was uh, not exactly the, the 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 best crazy moment, but yeah, that was uh, that's part of the deal when you're when you're selling online. Sometimes you get to deal with some of that stuff. Interesting, interesting. All right, let's talk rapid fire. I'm going to hit you with our rapid fire questions. This is the part of the show where we're going to give some insights uh, into how you think and tick as an entrepreneur. I've got nine questions, and you're just going to give me the answer that comes to your mind when I ask you. Are you ready? Uh, Go for it. All right. First question, PC or Mac? I guess I got to say Mac. (laughs) (laughs) That is the right answer. Favorite credit card for small business right now? Um, I've always been a fan of the Chase Inc., I guess. Okay. Physical <laughs> planner or digital planner? I've been liking the digital lately. Your favorite software right now to manage your business? Oh, wow. Um, all right. Um, and it could be something nobody's ever heard of. It's unique to you. So what? what's like your go-to software? Like, we can't live without Slack in my company, right? If I didn't have Slack, <laughs> I'd like go crazy, right? So what, what's your thing? Um, honestly, like, like, uh, to beat a broken record, I guess chatbots have been the thing for us. So, many okay. so, so your many chat, your many chat service or what have you, your chat bots. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the okay. big thing that's been for us. Yeah. Okay. Starbucks, Duncan or other. I guess we got to do Starbucks. I mean, my wife is obsessed with coffee, so we're always. Oh, oh is she? Stuff. Okay. <laughs> she, she's a big coffee fan. Oh, big time. Yeah. Well, if you've never tried, you should have. We, we had the CEO on uh, one of our episodes, uh, Death Wish Coffee. It's supposed to be. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, yeah, they, yeah. Have, I, I, have I've you tr- seen those guys all the time. Yeah, yeah. So I, I had the CEO on, great guy and, and, and really good company and uh, great story. So if she's ever out looking for a new coffee, I recommend she give that a try. Um, okay, you're Starbucks. Next, thank you card or thank you email? Uh, I'm digital, so I got to do email. Okay. <laughs> When it comes to learning, you talked about reading more. Hardcover, tablet, or audiobook? I'm an audiobook person. <laughs> What's your next big goal? Wow. Um, what is my next big goal? I, I have big... Um, honestly, to, to help probably... Uh, help, a, help a thousand people um, with their business. Mm. Okay, that's a good one. One day with any mentor that's still alive, who would it be? Um, one that I've been loving, like loving lately is uh, Tom Bellew. Um, I would, oh, I yeah. would love to talk this year off. Yeah. What would you ask him? Well, um, I would, that, that was a bonus. That's actually, that's actually not in my question lineup, but I just felt like throwing it out there. So oh, well, fine. <laughs> what um, would you ask Tom? Um, mindset a lot, a lot in terms of how he deals with his mindset. Um, okay. like that's, that like the more and more I've been doing this, like, like that, I don't care as much about the tactics and strategy. I think eventually that gets figured out. I mm. think mindset is, it is the reason why all of that gets done. Um, because if you end up quitting, then you're not going to have success, whatever it is you're doing. And that all comes mm. back to mindset. So I'd probably ask him a lot about mindset. Okay, that makes sense. And for those don't don't out there, uh, Tom is uh, Impact Theory. That's his thing. You might have seen a big podcaster, got a lot of content out there. Um, very interesting guy to follow for sure. All right, we've come, Doug. We've come to the end. Now this is your opportunity. If you've ever listened to one of my shows, this is your opportunity to either end up in the Hall of Fame or the Hall of Shame in our entrepreneurship trivia question. All right, I've got a nice. 
three options for you. You got a 33% chance of getting this right. All right. Are you ready for your trivia question? I'm very, very nervous, but all right, go for it. <laughs> Here we go. Who said the following? My biggest motivation just to keep challenging myself. I see life almost like one long university education that I never had. Every day, I'm learning something new. Here are your options. Richard Branson, Gary Vaynerchuk, Elon Musk. Wow. I think I'm probably going to go in the hall of shame on this one. Uh, <laughs> well, mindset, right? Let's think positive first. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey I, I, I don't claim to be um, having it all figured out. There are many days I, I'm struggling with mindset. Um, I'll go with Richard Branson. Richard Branson, final answer. Uh, sure. <laughs> I have to tell you something. This season, I, I've been doing this podcast for three years, and this season that we're doing right now is uh, people are really winning. Richard Branson is the correct answer. So, awesome. <laughs> so Doug Levin, you are now in the official Hall of Fame for the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast trivia question. So if I had some sound effects, I'll have to add that in. If I had some sound effect, you'd be hearing them right now. So, Doug, before I let you go, how can people learn more about what you're doing? How can they connect with you and get in your ecosystem, your your sphere of influence, as I like to say? Yeah, and and, and now I'm going to be adding that that I'm in the Hall of Shame to my bio. So I'm I'm, I'm feeling you're in the Hall of Fame. That. You're you're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's yeah. awesome. Um, so, so thank you so much for having me on. And yeah, anyone that's listening um, that wants to learn more about chatbots and marketing, uh, they can contact me on Facebook at Douglas Levin. We got a free chat uh, cheat sheet: top five tips for taking full control over your e-commerce income. You can also follow uh, my YouTube channel, um, Morning Marketing Machine. Um, I've also got a free Facebook group, um, Amazon Seller Secrets. Um, and if there's anything else I can do to help you out please feel free to reach out and I'll see what I can do to help you. That is awesome. Doug, thank you for joining the show. Oh, thank you so much for, for having me on. It was so much fun talking to you. No, it's my pleasure. As I close out today's episode, I'm asking, of course, that you subscribe to the podcast to get the latest episodes as soon as they are released. Now, if you like what you're hearing, please leave a review. And if not, just keep it to yourself. And ultimately, if you've heard something today that can help someone you know, then I'd encourage you to share it with them. Finally, if you're a business owner that is ready to become a fearless entrepreneur, you're trying to fix your business right now, I want you to head on over to my website, fearlesswithcorey.com, to learn more about the most comprehensive business growth support system for entrepreneurs on the planet. I'm Corey Mosley, and this has been another episode of the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next week. <laughs>